This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Monday, February 26th. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today we're bringing you the fourth installment of our Black History Month special series, highlighting Black entrepreneurs across diverse fields throughout the month of February. In this episode, we'll hear from Tristan Walker, the founder and CEO of hair care brands Bevel and Form, both of which were created specifically for people of color. But first, the headlines. Florida's Republican Governor Rick Scott announced a proposal for new gun control measures in the state amid mounting pressure after last week's mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, the second worst school shooting in U.S. history. The centerpiece of Scott's announcement is raising the minimum age for buying a gun from 18 to at least 21. There'd be some exceptions to the rule, including for military service members and law enforcement officers. Scott would also ban bump stocks, but he declined to call for the banning of specific types of guns. On Thursday, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, the government agency in charge of granting citizenship, altered its mission statement to drop a line about America's promise as a nation of immigrants. Instead, the statement now focuses on protecting current Americans. And the Trump administration is pursuing far fewer civil rights cases than its predecessors. Total activity in the agency's civil rights division is at a 17-year low, falling well below levels seen in the last two administrations. One Department of Justice section charged with enforcing laws on police department misconduct has been completely inactive. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. For a lot of people of color and people with curly and coarse hair, it's a challenge to find shaving solutions that actually work. While this may not seem like a big deal, it reflects a larger lack of representation in the beauty and hair industry. Tristan Walker experienced this firsthand, which motivated him to found the brand Bevel, a shaving kit geared towards men of color. Walker then also founded Form, a new hair care collection designed for all textures of hair. His company has seen significant success. Here's Vice's Gary Cook and Nakia Swinton talking with Tristan. Tristan, thank you so much for, for being here with us. Thanks for having me. So tell us, what are Bevel and Form? So Bevel and Form are the first two brands um, under Walker & Company. Yeah, Walker & Company, you know, we have the goal to make health and beauty simple for people of color. Um, you know, For Bevel, our first brand, we wanted to eliminate the shaving irritation issue for both men and women. So with Bevel, we've designed a clinically proven solution that just works. Um, very beautiful, too, and I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to build there. Uh, for Form, uh, we wanted to solve an entirely new problem. And that's really to take out the guesswork in all of hair care, right? Um, so with Form, we designed a suite of products, 10 products in total, uh, for kind of women with curly, coily textures who really just want to figure out which products to use, right? And we personalize the experience around their lifestyle, the humidity and the zip code where they live, how often they exercise, uh, whether or not um, they've had chemo treatments in the past, they're pregnant or not. All of these things really um, have impact on hair health. And, you know, after folks take a survey with us, we'll recommend a bundle of products for them to use and recommend ways that they should use those products. So we've completely taken out the guesswork in all of hair care. Uh, and we've done that in less than four years. So hair is such a big part of the black community, I would say. Yes. And how do you think form has changed the conversation around black hair? It's really important to keep in mind a lot of what people put on their skin and their hair. They don't even really know um, what the impact of those things are. Look, my wife and I, we live in the Bay Area, 
Um, we travel all the time. We have family in Tampa Bay, Florida. That family also has a pool in the back. Should I be using the same products? Uh, should I be using the different products the same way? Uh, should I be using those same products differently, right? And we can take all the kind of inputs of that person's environment, that person's lifestyle, and personalize an experience to that person. I think the one thing that's really important to recognize, whether for the Black community or just all communities in general, there's nothing more unique on the planet uh, than an individual's like physiological makeup. And there's nothing less unique on the planet than the entire health and beauty products industry. <laughs> um, this whole one-size-fits-all approach just can't work anymore. And the future has to be personal. And that's exactly what Form wanted to target. I think our team has done a pretty fantastic job in it. I, I personally have had like huge issues with different sorts of brands of like razors and clippers and what have you. And, you know, even right now, I, you know, I still struggle with with the occasional bumps and everything. So, you know, Bevel is. Yeah, Bevel. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bevel's <laughs> personally been been a huge. <laughs> I do not leave home without it. <laughs> and so you started on Wall Street and moved into tech. What was that experience like? My whole thing is, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I grew up Projects Queens, New York, and I had one goal in life, and that was to get as wealthy as possible as quickly as possible, right? I realized that there are three ways to do it. Uh, the first was to be an actor or an athlete. That didn't work out for me too well. The second way was to work on Wall Street. I had the good fortune to be a, a trader on Wall Street for about two years, and I absolutely hated it. You know, I realized I was a victim of bad culture, uh, and at that moment, realized I wanted to create great culture. And I was like, damn, I've already exhausted two of the three. The last one is entrepreneurship. You know, I'll never forget this day. I was sitting at my desk and I said, I want to get as far away from this place, literally and figuratively as possible. You know, I wanted to apply to business school. Uh, the furthest away from Wall Street, you know, by the Pacific Ocean was Stanford. They were pretty decently well known for this entrepreneurship thing. And I applied there and unfortunately got in. And it wasn't until I moved out to the Bay Area to go to Stanford that I realized technology existed, um, this kind of rich innovation economy. You know, I thought it was a place where semiconductors got made. But at the time when I was 24, I saw there were other 24-year-olds not only making millions of dollars, but fundamentally changing the world. And I thought right away, like, why can't I be a part of this? It was a shame that I had to wait until I was 24 to realize that that place existed. Uh, and I wanted to do as much as I could to be a part of it. And that first year, you know, I got the great opportunity to work at Twitter fairly early at that company. Foursquare after that, and really the rest is history. So I've been very, very blessed and fortunate with kind of good timing and, and great luck. I would say that you definitely are creating great culture, and I'm, I've, you know, I feel lucky that you've been lucky. Oh, I'm, I mean, look, it's a, it's a true blessing. You know, I'm, yeah, I kind of really reflect on you know who we're serving and uh, the communities and what they want to get out of it. And look, I mean, my entire life, thirty three years, you know, I really haven't had too many companies that really cared not only about kind of my experiences, the efficacy of the products that I use, and a relevance to like the culture and the community in the way that I think we're trying to get out there. So I'm very fortunate that, you know, we have a team that believes the same, uh, has the same shared values that I have, and we're just pushing those values out um, as frequently and as often <laughs> as possible. And it's working, uh, fortunately for us. You started on Wall Street, you hated Wall Street, moved into tech, and then you kind of got into beauty industry with Foreman Bevel. What was the point where you realized that you wanted to get into the beauty industry? And it seems like you're kind of connecting tech with beauty with Foreman Bevel. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you realize that? It was sometime, I think, is in January of 2013 or so. I just got frustrated. You know, for 15 years, you know, I couldn't shave. 
you know, every single way I encountered facial hair removal sucked, right? I couldn't use the multi-blade razors because they, you know, gave me razor bumps, irritation, all that stuff. Barbers would use the same trimmers on everyone else's hair on my face, which is kind of disgusting when you think about it. For 15 years, I was using a depilatory cream on my face, which is absolutely bananas. Stinks up my bathroom, burns my face. And I was like, man, for 15 years, I've had to deal with this experience, not to mention the fact that every time I go to a retail shop, you know, I have to shop down the ethnic aisle, ethnic beauty aisle, which is always next to the beauty aisle, which I never understood. Then I had to pick up packaging that was dirty. And then there's like a photo on it of like a 62-year-old bald black dude in a towel drinking a cognac <laughs> in the packaging. And I was like, this needs to stop, right? Um, and I said, all right, well, there has to be a better way. And, you know, how can I take all of I've learned in Silicon Valley uh, and building a company from the ground up using digital technology, really communicating with community uh, and consumers in a way that a lot of the large companies in health and beauty just are not doing. And Bevel really started out of that, right? Uh, it started out of frustration of not being able to have really great products to use that work. Um, and we've been able to blend um, kind of technology to serve our community in ways that nobody has so far. I cannot tell you how many times that I've gone to the store, like you said, and picked up, you know, these dusty packages. And <laughs> it is pretty brutal when you think about it. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's also the little things, right? Like for Bevel, um, like a lot of people in our community have just never shaved with a razor before. They've written it off forever. Um, so we'll do the little things like we'll do video one-on-one -on -one Skype chats with people their first time they're about to shave to help them, you know, like really get comfortable with the experience. If you travel, you can't really put razors on your um, in your suitcase, right? TSA, so we'll ship blades to your destination for free if you're a member, right? Like these little things matter. And if you think about the experiences that we've had at retail, we haven't had these experiences that are one to one. You know, one of my um, one of my investors, Ron Johnson, uh, he started Apple Retail, uh, and he kind of works with me all the time. He, and I asked him, I said, Hey, Ron, why did Apple Retail work? And he said, Tristan, the reason Apple Retail worked is because we developed the experience for the 90% of people who walk in and don't buy anything. And that has such a profound effect on me. It was like, how do we create an experience for people, even the 90% of people who might not want to buy a shaving product right now? Or for those 10% of people that did buy that shaving product, how do we delight them above and beyond what they actually just purchased? Like, this stuff matters. What's your vision for the future with beauty and tech? Yeah, so some part of it is what we can do, right? So look, we can continue to develop brands that solve problems for this community, whether it's, you know, the shaving irritation issues, taking out the guesswork in hair, you think about vitamin D deficiency, hyperpigmentation, the prevalence of miscarriage in the community, like health and beauty, early onset diabetes. Like we can actually develop product services to help, you know, develop great efficacious products for our consumers. But some of this, too, is the inevitability. You know, one thing that I get very frustrated by is when folks say that we're targeting like a niche market. And I'm like, we're targeting the majority of the world. <laughs> if you think about kind of people of color, you know, not only are we the majority of the world right now, but we will be the majority of the country in 20, 30 years. So let's just take Bevel by itself. You know, in 20, 30 years, when the majority of the folks in this country will have curly hair, you know, what are these large kind of health and beauty razor companies going to sell to this audience? Right. A lot of these people are selling things today that this audience cannot use. Right. So there's an inevitability in kind of the health and beauty industries like needing to follow this demographic group. Uh, and we're at the ground floor of this. And it's very, very exciting for us. So we'll continue to develop products, brands and services to solve people's problems. Um, and the market will continue to lead us there with a kind of even larger audience than we have today. 
So let's talk about Nas. He's the face of Bevel. Let's just talk about that. I'm very, very lucky to have Nas. I mean, we picked Nas quite specifically, you know, not only because, like, I'm from Queens, he's from Queens, but, you know, he's not only one of the greatest kind of hip-hop artists of all time, but he's also probably the most well-known for his haircuts, too. And Nas was our first investor. So the minute we came out with our electric trimmer, Nas was like, I'm on this. We need to do it. So I, I don't think, look, he's done really, really well for us. Um, I couldn't think of any better person to promote the brand. And I'm very thankful for his help in that. So we have Nas for Bevel. And if you could choose one celebrity to represent form, who would it be and why? Let me ask you a question. Who would actually kind of inspire you to actually be more compelled to buy our products? I think for me, it would be Rihanna or Issa Rae. Hmm. I would have probably chosen Issa. Yeah, Issa's, yeah, Issa, Issa, Issa's a good friend, too. Um, and she and I, she actually, she likes our products as well. Uh, so she's used them in the past quite a bit. And her, her stylist, Felicia, um, is a big fan of the brand. And we've done some work together. But Issa, I mean, I love her. Um, she's kind of the best personality for it. Um, she has the, kind of the greatest hair, hairstyles. Her stylist is on board. So you just gave me, you gave me a good look. I have to reach out to her about that. <laughs> Thank you for that validation. Yes, I would love to see, I would love to see Issa Rae as the face of form. That'd be great. Cool. Thank you both for having me. Really appreciate it. To learn more about Tristan Walker, go to vice.com and tune in again on Friday for our final Black History Month special. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow for another Vice Guide to right now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.